Welcome back, everybody, and happy Friday, even though this is going to be posted on Saturday, which is when you're likely watching this, but this is a Friday night. And the reason why I'm mentioning Friday for the third time is because I'm really thankful to Bo Martinowska for making time on a Friday evening for me. I am sure, Bo, you have better things to do, and you're very kind to, uh, to join me on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Uh, it's it's my pleasure. And uh, again, based on the things that I know of you and the places that I've seen you on, places, the shows that I have seen you on, uh, looking at the time that all of us are in, I, I kind of, I was wondering if to you, this would resemble more of the Umbrella Academy or the designated survivor. What, what do you think we're in right now? Oh my goodness. Um, neither. Um, <laughs> right <laughs> I actually did a show about a, a pandemic right before the pandemic unfolded. So um, we didn't get renewed for season two. And I don't know or won't pretend that it was a coincidence. That's really not my, my, mm -hmm. um, my knowledge. But um, I would say if, if uh, a show that I did resembled the state of the world, it would probably be V Wars. Uh, which is on, on Netflix, and um, one of the few shows that actually um, touch on pandemics in, in the recent uh, year. There's a new one called Utopia that's out right now as well. Okay, uh, we'll make sure that we'll post it, so everybody please go check out V Wars, and uh, hey, people, talk to Netflix. See, see if we can get this on for, uh, for a second season once this pandemic is over, so <laughs> we can we can participate in these types of uh, uh, alternate reality things when they're actually alternate reality as opposed to you know, what we're currently living through. Um, one of the reasons why I mentioned uh, kind of designated survivor is because uh, that's where I saw you. And, and I remember Tiffany, it was, uh, it was very nice uh, character. Um, and you had a chance to, to kind of play. You were there for four episodes, which was lovely. And uh, it's, it's an interesting show. I, 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 I'm ready to admit that I stopped watching it because there's so much drama out here that I don't need drama somewhere else. Uh, once things settle down, I'll go back and finish it. But I saw the first uh, three seasons, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll catch up on it later. But I enjoyed you uh, there. What was it like uh, kind of as an actor stepping into an environment that you know, resembles a place that we all see on TV anyway, which is you know, the White House or the press room? Um, it, it was really um, strangely familiar. Um, yeah. Like I, I felt really comfortable immediately mm -hmm. um, because it looks so real. Like you walk onto the set and it's it is the White House. Mm -hmm. um, it's all of the rooms. I, I took a nap in the oval room. It was <laughs> like in between uh, uh, set changes. Um, it, it's really beautiful, and they put a lot of of work into that. Um, as a as somebody who's uh, a Polish Canadian and and isn't an American, um, though I've spent lots of time in the U.S., I've, I I can't vote um, and, and so forth. So there is a part of it that that is very make believe for me, um, regardless of that. Uh, but it was all the more reason for me to do a lot of research and and gain insights from, you know, wonderful people I worked with, like Cal Penn, who was a real life advisor at the White yep. House um, in between like different acting gigs. So 
he was really wonderful to work with. Yeah, Cal, uh, who I love, and you know, I've I've seen him since the beginning of his career, but uh, Cal actually gave up acting for a while because he wanted to work uh, and see if he can actually make a difference. So he went to work for uh, Barack, and he was there for a while, and then he came back to acting. So I I always found it uh, kind of humorous. You leave acting, you go do uh, uh, politics, and then you get into a show where you act as somebody who you've basically been uh, in a way <laughs> in real life. So I, I thought that was an interesting transition back into the, uh, into, you know, the acting business for Cal. Yeah, totally, totally. He's, he's such a lovely human to work with as well. And he has this dog that, that I'm obsessed with. Um, I think her name was Piggy and she was just this like big bulldog that would just hang out in the makeup trailer and just, Oh, so cute. I couldn't really handle it. <laughs> that's awesome. I did not know that. So that's very good to know. Uh, were you were you a fan of uh, of Cal? Like, you know, kind of uh, most people grew up watching uh, all of the films uh, that he was in? Yeah, I mean, I, um, I really, I admire so many people in, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never, like, I've never been starstruck, I would say. So it's never, that's never been like a, oh my God, like I can't work with this person because I'm having a panic attack. Um, you know what I mean? But, um, and I think that that's something about my process maybe, because when I, by the time I get to set, like if I've already gotten the part and passed the maybe freak out in my head, Um, at that point I see them as their character as much as possible so that I don't have this like internal um, vacancy when we're actually acting (laughs) that's that's very helpful Uh, so does that mean that when you're on set you try to stay in character as much as possible as well I I think to a degree like there's Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really healthy to to keep up that stamina that you that is required as an actor working 13, 14, 15 hours every day um, doing the same thing over and over again. It's 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 athleticism. So it does help if you stay in it, unless it's like something really traumatic and sad, then maybe maybe take a break. Take a take five. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think so. I think it does make a difference. I've also had really weird days where it's like in between crying takes, you're like, Hey John. And then like, and rolling. And then you're like, Oh, I'm here again. So uh, it's, uh, I think to answer your question more specifically, maybe it depends on the day whether the moon is full, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, it's, it makes sense. Um, and when you're in those moments, because I, I want to I wanna ask you about it, of getting into that moment and having to cry and really being a dramatic, uh, um, do you, what's your process for uh, kind of getting in there and staying mm-hmm. in there take after take? Because that's, you, some people are just blessed with uh, having a, uh, ability to uh, to get into their emotions and pull them out and then put them back. Uh, so I am not one of those people. I wonder what your process is like. 
I think every role is different and I'm different now than, than say who I was years ago when I first started acting where I sort of, um, I, I would project my feelings from whatever was going on in my life, which is, which is fine. Um, but you can really traumatize yourself if you're not careful. Like I think it's, um, unless you have healthy boundaries and some way to cope afterwards, it's probably not the most, uh, it's not that safe to, to bring up old stuff from, from your past. Like it's, it's there, you can use it, but you have to be really aware. So my process now is to um, allow myself to feel through that character, which is what I did before. But what I do differently now is that, yes, I really do genuinely believe that whatever is written on this script and whatever I'm doing with the other actor is happening to me through this vessel. But later on, I almost like it's, it's ritualistic for me in that like I meditate, I take this energy off of me, um, you know, whether it's uh, shaking it out and dancing or, or, or going for like a really sweaty bike ride, making sure that I set the intention to take this character's shame, pain, guilt, whatever I've acquired, take it out. Because honestly, I don't want it. <laughs> I, I love being able to create art, but we have to protect ourselves as as performers who have you know other aspects in our lives um like partners and family and i mean i'm pretty sure we've all been you know as as artists guilty of taking something out on on a loved one if i can reduce that just a little bit um, thank you for speaking my language. I'm really happy that you said all of these things because one of the questions I was going to ask you is what is your process of finding your way home? Uh, mm -hmm. of, because we know who we are. We know what our vibrational state is. And being around and kind of diving into that energy of the character, that's, that's a heavy process. And we need to be really careful of how we remove all of that. So, you know, uh, you, you've already mentioned a number of ways of doing that. My favorite is turning on musical. Uh, so I watch musicals because that's my vibration. That's my happy thought. So it gets me uh, kind of out, uh, out of that. So hmm. meditation and then, you know, protections and all sorts of amulets and, and mechanisms and uh, <laughs> and everything else I can find but yeah we uh, we definitely do that so um, I'm glad that uh, you're doing it as well it's it's really really important when I remember <laughs> yeah. um, what what uh, what I think can be challenging though is uh, you know it's 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 different if you've already got the part mm -hmm. and and you're performing and you're, and you're doing that, I feel like it's easier to come to a conclusion. But I think what people forget is when you're auditioning and you have like, okay, at four o'clock I have an audition for this person and they're 
uh, manic depressive and they they're experiencing this in their life and then at six o'clock I've got this you know 20 pages uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm already memorizing and this character is like off the wall super macho um, and and just like contrast uh, learning how to take things off in between because like I think I think that's I'm still working on wow <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to share my, uh, my approach. Everybody who's heard me talking about it, fast forward if you like, but I'm going to share my approach. And uh, um, here's what I found, because I just had to do this pretty much as, as you said. I had an audition for a show we cannot name, uh, but I had an audition where it was three characters, uh, 11 pages, uh, five scenes, you know, two scenes for one character, two scenes for another, one scene for another, in two different languages. Uh, one character is just this angry at the world, uh, uh, kind of a low-level military uh, guy who is just, you know, hates himself really and the life and takes it out on other people. The next character is this complete hyper-energy scientist who is happy to see people because he never gets a chance to talk to anybody because he's coding in an in a underground bunker for the past you know, 30 years. And then immediately you have to switch into this high-ranking military official, mm -hmm. you know, the god uh, kind of uh, persona. And I had to do with that back to back to back for the same kind of things. So that segmentation of, okay, I need to find this character then I need to release this. I need to come back to me. Okay, hi, Alan, guy. Okay, moving off to here, then releasing that, then coming off again. Like that, the way that I do it is I call it the, the butterfly you know, method effect. Uh, mm -hmm. You know how in butterfly method, you kind of, any change that you make in the past is going to uh, change everything. So I find a, uh, to align with the character, I find a point in my life where, I can take a side turn and that turn will eventually get me into who the other character is and allow me to be grounded and natural because it comes from the same root of one tree, but it's kind of this alternate dimension version of me with, uh, that's where the imagination work is very simple. That's where all of the emotional work is very simple and it's simple for me to come back because it's still the same route and I know who I am. So I kind of, I, I go back, like I, uh, I look at the character, I read the sides, things come in, you know, sometimes it's written on the page, sometimes it's just a feeling for what this character is. I write them down and then I go and I'm like, okay, this could have happened if I did this and this. Oh yeah, I feel that. That would have been a very different me. And then that's how you kind of uh, in, embody that, uh, that particular person. So nice. taking all of that off and going from this guy who's this military, just hates everybody to this, hi, this completely different energy <laughs> spectrum was really cool. And what I loved, I'm going to stop the story in a second. What I loved as an actor is when I was cutting all of these scenes after the fact, I look at this military guy, I look at the scientist, and then I look at the high-level military, I see three different people. I'm like, yes, it worked. Uh, yeah. 
So um, that's, great. That's, that's such a great way to um, also integrate yourself. I feel like so many times we can get into this trap of thinking we have to put on a character um, rather than letting the character sort of find their way within us. Yeah. They, they're already there. You can't, like, no matter what, if I'm reading for uh, three different characters, no matter what I do, I'm going to look like this. Like, I can't get out of this body unless you put a lot of prosthetics on me and costuming and makeup, and, and that's wonderful. But I'm, it's just, it's all here, you know? And But, like, to go inward, that's the real change. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I, I started developing this method over kind of over a period of years because I would try to be somebody else and it just, it wouldn't feel right. It, it, I, I couldn't quite get grounded in it and I couldn't quite really, you know, make it organic. And mm -hmm. one of my friends who is not an actor um, said, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your acting and you're a really interesting person. I, I would just rather watch you on screen. And I said, thank you. And it kind of went back to what some actors are saying, um, which is, hey, all of these characters are just me. Hmm. And in my version and my method is that they're not me, but it's the same route. And it's an alternate reality version of what I could have been Hmm. So this is like an interdimensional approach that you have. Yes. Where yes. you're like, you're, you're time traveling, you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're inputting some kind of a sequence. You're like Alan version five, five, five point B. And then, and then you emerge. Very Alan on the flash, right? If you're watching the flash, it's the, it's Barry from earth 26 uh, or, you know, Barry from earth five. It's Barry, but it's a different Barry. Same thing, same thing here. So that's, that's kind of my method of, of working. Um, and going back to what we were originally saying, that's my way back. Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm an empath. I have a feeling you are as well. And the, all of that energy and all of those emotions and kind of the world that you occupy for that uh, time, mm -hmm. it was hard for me to get out of that. So this method allows me to know exactly who I am and to be able to leave that behind. So it became much simpler for me to occupy because I know me, I can go play, but I can come back quickly. Do you, I feel like maybe that's, that's something I want to ask you is, do you think that we're, we're are we not changing? Because it's, I, I want to say that I know myself, but then something happens or I think something I'm like oh that's 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 new mm -hmm. and so I wonder if n even though I play a character or have an audition and I come back to you know whatever version of me this is I can't deny that there hasn't been something changed slightly even yeah um that's that's human nature that's who we are we are always growing. So if we go back to that tree example, right? I am this, you know, uh, the, this root. But every time I find something new in myself, that's another little, uh, you know, uh, growth. That's another little branch that just makes up the tree of who I am. Um, 
that's normal. What we have to be careful with is, and I'm sure you've had this too, but you would have, you know, thoughts coming into your mind. And then it's like, really, that's not my thought. That's <laughs> not my thought. And then you're like, okay, good. I'm not, you know, I'm not this thing that uh, I, I was worried that I would be because that's not your thought. You know, the people who are not actors who may be watching this think that we're <clears throat> schizophrenic, which we're not. We're just playing with a lot of different energies and you're embodying people. You know, imagine being somebody for a while, that thing is going to stay with you. And that means a mental imprint, a physical imprint, and an energetic imprint. That mm -hmm. imprint needs to be let go. So yes, we change because you studied psychology. So from a, from a psychological perspective, right? Anytime that somebody goes through an experience where they either overcome a fear uh, they kind of step out and then they discover things about themselves. So it's still you, but now you're a different version of you because you are all of a sudden stronger and you start questioning what else can I accomplish? Mm -hmm. Or people, when they're going through past life regression therapy or any kind of uh, therapy, right? You deal with a traumatic experience. And once you actually go through that, it allows you to expand. So, mm -hmm we never stop growing and whatever version of Alan this is right now is going to be different half an hour from now in, in a tiny little way or a big one, depending on what happens. We'll, we'll try to, we'll try to make sure that it's positive. I won't say anything that will like <laughs> completely, you know, implode your world is my hope. <laughs> Listen, if it does, then there is, there's the meditation there. <laughs> <laughs> There's the musicals to go to. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, that you're Polish and you mentioned that you're Canadian, uh, both of which I want to ask you about. But let's start with the name because it's Bo Martinowska. But I see on some of your IMDb credits, it's as Bo Martin. So which one do you, A, prefer? Which one do you use more for work? Or is it really kind of both? Uh, you know what? I am a first-generation immigrant in the sense that I was born in Poland and, and moved here when I was quite young. Um, and I don't think that from my upbringing, there was this like permission granted uh, for a young person to go be an artist, um, especially like post-communism Poland. So I didn't know that I could do that. And even though my parents encouraged me to be artistic and paint and draw, and I was quite obsessed with all of the above, um, I, I never imagined that I would do that. So I didn't have like a lot of um, encouragement in, in the beginning with that. But eventually I found my way to it. Um, but I had this complex, um, when I entered into the profession, uh, because of, you know, some things that happened in school, you get sort of, um, there's a lot of prejudice and, and, um, things that, that came up. And so I felt sort of, I, I don't like using the word shame, but it's probably the most, um, accurate. I felt a bit ashamed and wanted so badly to, assimilate and and just be this like um western canadian person uh who, who passes for 
Canadian, you know, um, it was only when people saw my last name that would they question me, where are you from? Or, you know, like, you're, you're so exotic looking. Like, these, like, that would come up every now and then, which was so weird to me, by the way. Um, <laughs> but... What does that uh, even mean? I, I, it just, it doesn't offend me too much. It's just, mm. I don't, it's just a bit, like, invasive. But I think it just, well, at the core of it, it's, it means where are you from? Because exotic implies that you're not from here. Right. But in, like, in Canada, everyone's from all over. So it's just kind of a weird thing. Mm. Mm. Um, so I just, as I said, developed a bit of a complex and decided that when I became an actor um, and it came to like choosing uh, your, your name or your, a stage name uh, with ACTRA, the, the Actors Union here in Canada, that I would shorten my name. So I was born Joanna Justyna Martynowska, <laughs> which is a mouthful for people who aren't from Poland or the Slavic uh, tribes and countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I shortened it to my nickname as a kid, which is my mom's name, Bo, and Martinovska to Martin or Martin. <laughs> but uh, about a year ago, after doing, I mean, you know, the spiritual growth continues forever. But a year ago, I was just like, wow, I really changed my name because I was insecure that I would get like typecast or, um, you know, I just felt uncomfortable with the, the whole concept of, 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 of that identity. I wanted to be this like clean slate, but then I, I realized how over that I was and um, how I, that in itself is, is a, acting from a place of fear which is food for the ego. And I'm just not there anymore. So on Father's Day last year, I told my dad I would be changing it back to Bo Martinovska. And he was so happy. Because he was just like, why are you hiding who you are? Like, what is this shame you have? I'm like, well, dad, let me tell you. But he doesn't, he doesn't get it in the same way. Like, of course, he's experienced a lot of racism and, and I mean, I feel like everybody does to to some to some degree. Um, but I realized how um, I was doing a disservice to myself by by not being authentic and a disservice to anybody who might relate to me, you know, because it's it's I value honesty above all. And so I have to be honest with myself. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And I'm sorry you had bad experiences. That seems very strange and very silly. Uh, having gone through, you know, things myself, uh, I can understand that. And uh, by the way, you know, full disclosure, I was born Konstantin Markusevich Manoilenko. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, going going through the immigration process, walking into an ESL, you know, uh, teacher's uh, uh, room at 14, she looked at my name, she said, no. Oh my God. <laughs> no, we're gonna... <laughs> yeah. So it became, uh, she, she gave me an Americanized version of my first name, which became Calvin with a K-E-L-V-I-N. Which maybe she was studying chemistry at the time, I'm not certain, 
So I still don't know why she spelled it that way. So everybody was like, so my Russian friends would call me, uh, you know, Konstantin. The American friends would call me Calvin. I legalized Calvin, uh, changed my last name to my dad's, uh, you know, last name when we became citizens. And then through numerology and other things, I basically said, what do I really feel like? Because it's not Constantine and it's not Calvin. So numerology, I became Alan and that became, oh. like, now it, it feels home. So the people who haven't talked to me in, in years still call me Calvin or still call me Constantine, uh, which is fine, but it, it's, that's not me. Uh, and this, this honest expression of who you are, same, that's, you know, I'm Alan Baysbrook. That's, that's me. It feels, it feels me as opposed to everything else that was, you know, in the past. I wasn't trying to run away from it. Um, it was just, you know, not me. Yeah. Well, I, I think that about my first name, um, maybe because, so it's Joanna in, in yeah. Polish, um, but nobody calls me that because um, in Polish, there's these diminutive forms. So uh, I was just in Poland for a few months and, and everyone there calls me Asia or Joasia or Ashunia or Ashenko. These are these like little cute names and I respond to that. That to me is like cute. But if you were, if you were to write it, it's Asha's Asia. So it like doesn't translate. And then when I was growing up here for the most part, people would say Joanna. Yeah. And and that to me was like, oh, it's so like harsh and it's not Joanna. So um, I just felt like it didn't, it wasn't mine the same way that, you know. Uh, my mother's name is Asya. Uh, so <gasps> yeah, Asha, you know, say in Russian. And everybody tries to spell it as Asia, uh, <laughs> which is the continent, which is like, no, that's not it. So we, we literally had to put it A-S-Y-A for people to start kind of saying Asya. So uh, yes, my, my mom went, <laughs> went through that. Uh, always like, again. <laughs> but I didn't realize that uh, Joanna was, uh, was uh, Asha. Uh, yeah. That's, that's cool. Again, I'm from the Eastern part of Ukraine. So my native is, is Russian. Ukrainian is the language that you know, I, I learned uh, and spoke. I can't speak it anymore. I can read and understand most, I think. Uh, but you know, Russian kind of was the background. But I knew that I have lots of Polish friends and uh, I could understand kind of half of what they were saying. Same mm. thing with other Slavic, you know, like Bulgarian friends and others. So I knew that there is a, there is a same base, but I did not know that, uh, that Joanna is, is the same as, as Asya. I'm gonna tell my mom, she'll be happy to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, speaking of, of kind of, uh, of typing and look, because, you know, if people look at the work that you have done, they will have seen you with long blonde hair. They will have seen you with long dark hair, black hair. They will have seen you with, uh, you know, shorter, uh, blonde hair that you have right now and, uh, what you have. So, um, was this kind of character choices or were these times mm. where you just decided that this was, you know, what... Bo was feeling like and then you had to redo your headshots and everything else uh, so. <laughs> um I am a creature addicted to change and novelty yeah. I I love playing with with my own appearance uh quite a bit um my agent my first agent had to <laughs> put up with 
um, bless her. She had to put up with a lot of, of like, uh, so I did this thing and, and uh, my hair is brown and I, uh, but I have photos. Like I always made sure that it wasn't like me going into an audition looking different than a headshot. But I, I felt despite these stories that I would hear from other actors, especially starting out, no, you can't change your hair. No, you can't get tattoos. You can't do this, this, this. That to me was really controlling and frightening. Yeah. Um, as an artist, I like expressing myself in, in, in every way. And, and that felt like very suffocating. So I, I always took liberties, but I also understood that it would come with, with a consequence. I knew in cutting my hair super, super short, um, and bleaching it blonde, like when I was like short and spiky, uh, basically shaved, uh, that, you know, I wouldn't be going out for certain roles, even though I could wear a wig, but I feel like sometimes people lack imagination. Um, so I, I think that it's more about what I want. Um, however, I do think it's important to have some kind of understanding with, with your agent, um, just to preface what I said earlier. Like I have a really wonderful agent who I have these conversations with because I can, because it's, it's safe for me to do so and she creates that environment. But um, ultimately it's, it's very supportive and I, I'm really thankful that I can be with, with someone who supports my, my personal choices. Um, and if I may offer, I have not seen one photo where, regardless of the hair or hairstyle or color that you were wearing, that you didn't look fantastic. So I, <laughs> I actually, I found that uh, quite remarkable. I'm like, it doesn't matter what she's wearing. It looked really, really good. So uh, <laughs> I think that would be an advantage. And, uh, you know, when people look at it from the casting side, they should see, Hey, not only can she really embody, you know, multiple types, uh, but she looks good in all of them. So they should use that to uh, their benefit, not, uh, you know, not, you know, remove you from consideration for certain roles. I, I would, I would hope so. I think that, um, I think that casting directors have so much on their plate that the last thing they probably want to worry about is okay does Bo have long brown hair right now because <laughs> that's what we need but we're not sure and and so and um I, I love wigs I've always loved wigs and you can get really beautiful hair that is super convincing and and make it work but I think there's always a little bit of that 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 fear um that you're wasting someone's time so um from their perspective because casting directors are you know they have they work hard to have their relationships with their clients and um you know say you say i went out for something and i was wearing a wig during my audition and then i show up on set and they didn't know it was a wig and they had planned for me to be like doing this running scene and my hair is flying off and it's i think it just like adds an element of of complications so unless you're unless it's like the lead role of something, I won't put on a wig for an audition. Yeah. Because I, I just don't 
want to rock the boat that much. <laughs> and I like my hair. I'm, I'm quite happy with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, um, you mentioned something. So it's, it's a little touchy, but I think from the acting perspective, it's, it's very relevant. So if you're, if you're interested in answering this question, please do. Um, you mentioned yourself being somebody who, uh, who loves change and you're, you're always exploring and finding. Uh, you're also in a career that is constant change. Um, have you found that it affects your relationships uh, in a certain way? Uh, or have you found that it actually enhances them? Have I found that it my the the change of my career does that affect my? Let, let me phrase it better. Um, you're in a uh, as actors. Um, you're in a constant state of flux. You one never knows where you're going to be, how long you're going to be, the type of project, where it's going to be shot. So there is no consistency or stability. And then you as a person, you mentioned that you love change. So putting those two things together, uh, how does that affect your personal relationships with people? Mm. I don't think it does. <laughs> because if I wasn't an actor, mm -hmm. I would still be this, this person who um, wakes up and decides to go across the country for whatever reason, um, or, or disappear for a few days on, on a road trip or start a new project. Um, I was a flight attendant for four years while I, I did my undergrad at York University for psychology. And I, I balanced those things well. I was never home. I was flying four days a week. The rest I was in school from like 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. in lectures. I skipped a lot of classes, but I, you know, it's, I was good at studying, cramming, whatever. Um, <laughs> so my life has always been quite uh, unpredictable and really, I don't think that I think we're, we're, we buy into a false sense of security. A lot of people do. The truth is, is you don't know if you're going to go outside and get hit by a bus. That's pretty unpredictable too. But, but I don't, but because we don't like talk about it all the time, except for, you know, on podcasts and, and shows and interviews. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it's, I think, I don't think that it really has, um, an effect on, on me that it wouldn't have otherwise. Good. I'm happy to hear that because I was hoping that this would not lead into a tragic story of, I am, I can only be single because nobody can put up with uh, all of this. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm happy that it did not go that route. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, going back to the, uh, to the acting, uh, to the acting work that you have done, we talked about your process. Um, mm -hmm. which I find fascinating. I'm very, really, really happy that, uh, that you went into uh, getting into the character and then getting out of the character, which is really important. Um, is there a particular method that you use or something in your acting toolbox that you utilize more often than not? Uh, be it you know, Meisner, be it uh, Viewpoints, be it Stanislavski, be it U Uda, be it whatever. 
that we all kind of uh, have learned. Is there one in particular that you use more often than not? Um, you know, I came into acting in a, in a very unorthodox way. Okay. And so I don't, my instinct is not to go to um, page 54 in, in an actor prepares uh, and go. Uh, that, that would probably make me get into my head more. Um, I quit being a flight attendant and dropped out of my fourth year of university and got a job at a law firm where they were shooting videos for their wealth management subsidiary. So I would stand in front of a camera and read off of a teleprompter. And, and I was like, oh, I kind of like this. This is interesting. Um, and after a while, I started asking, um, you know, how do you become an actor? Well, Bo, you get an agent. Oh, well, how do you do that? And, and the videographer laughing is like, keep asking questions. Um, but but um, so I, I went into acting very blindly, sort of just um, started auditioning for things, not knowing what I was doing. Um, and I think what, what I started working with is, is what I use the most. And what I started working with is just like, oh, I'm here. There's this person in front of me. It's all about our relationship, just being super in the moment. Um, when I catch myself being in my head, I drop in, I'm like, smell the air, <laughs> you know? Like, what are you wearing? What is this other person wearing? Like, why are you here? <laughs> like, what is, what is actually happening? The realism is, is uh, of the moment is the most, important thing for me. So it's the, it's the truth, what's actually happening. And then all the, the nuggets of wisdom and any course I've taken or any anybody that I've studied with has been really beneficial for me, but I can't apply any of that if I'm just in my head. So the, the like, the plug is, is like being actually there, especially for someone, I can speak for myself, like me, who, is very like dreamy and, and can get, <laughs> can fly away uh, in thought. Um, I like that a lot. The, just the, you know, because people say drop in all the time, but the taking a breath uh, or what does the smell like that really, again, that grounds you, that drops you in and you're wearing the clothes that are not normal to you. You're wearing something that the character is wearing. It allows you to step in. I love that. I will add that to my toolbox. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, so you've been on, on uh, very large sets and you've been on small ones. What if you had to pick, without offending anybody, if you had to pick your favorite experience so far in your career, what would that be? My favorite experience? Yep. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to say... Uh, so I was on set of V Wars um, where I, ha I played a recurring role of, of this character named uh, Elise Chambers, Detective Elise Chambers. <laughs> so super official. Um, and it was such a fun role for me to play because it was me playing a detective in that 
was maybe not so um so obvious you know a lot of, you hear detective and you think there's this like gumshoe and they're really serious and and not a, a young woman who's five four and maybe soft-spoken um and that was really a lot of fun but my favorite moment ever was was when we weren't rolling it was on my birthday and we were on i was on the couch with um with laura who plays my girlfriend on the show she's one of the lead and and like they they i think we we cut and all of a sudden the lights went out and i'm like what's happening and all of a sudden i hear people sing around and and the producers and the director and and um Brad Turner acting that episode everyone comes out and he's just and he I remember he he said something like what's happening in this like mean voice I'm like oh no they pissed off the director and um and he comes out and the whole crew surrounds us and they sing me happy birthday with the cake and like oh gutted I was gutted and I just remember thinking take in remember this like remember this moment it is so beautiful and I thought I was just so grateful, so so grateful. No, that's that's, that's an incredible thing that they did. Um, really, really nice. It was really nice. So, so wrap things up. Um, mm -hmm. If you had to give one yeah. of acting advice to a young boy who is you know, reading those lines from the prompter and the videographer is not giving her any good advice. What, what advice would you give? And if the video is not what? Since the videographer is not giving you any good advice, oh. what advice would you have given yourself from, from now, now, the young boat? The young boat. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I would, I would her to use the fear as this, that the, the things that are terrifying you, that's where you need to go. That's what you need to explore. And, and I did that too, but I did it like painfully slowly. <laughs> like something would scare me. Like my first song ever was for this music video and I had to dance a little bit and, and prepare a bit. And I, I, uh, I took a train and a streetcar and for like, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes to the East End. And I got to the door and I go to knock and I just, nope. And I turned around and I went all home. And then I, I, I just, I think I did that one more time with something else where I, like into the hallway and then I left, but I kept thinking. There was some weird instinct in me that's like, ah, you, you just gotta keep going. And I just, I wish I could have maybe gotten there faster, but I do believe that everything comes in its right time. So although I give Bo, past Bo, bad advice, I understand why everything had to be the way it's and, and Maybe, maybe that's advice to future Bo <laughs> of just like, you're going to remember this, remember the thing you're saying right now, later, it'll help. Well, now you have it on the table. 
<laughs> I can't forget this. I'm going to wow. hi, future Bo. Remember me? Yeah, and you gave the name of what the segment is going to be, which is use the fear. Thank you so much, Bo. It's it's been a joy. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, answering, you know, some you know top ten questions, and uh, it'll be helpful, hopefully, to the future Bo as well. But it'll be helpful to the people who are watching. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. And thanks to everybody for tuning in to another episode of Love, Love, Acting. <laughs>